Saturday Sport on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zucar, the no-hassle way of buying and selling used cars in Ireland. Open seven days a week. Visit zucar.ie. This news uh, from the Premier League that the uh, match at Aston Villa was called off less than two hours before it was due to kick off against Burnley adds to the whole problems. Is it six games off now today? Let's hear from Miguel Delaney of the Independent Newspaper in London. It's a, an absolute mess, it seems, Miguel. What's going to happen now? Um, for the moment, uh, I, what I think we will see is the Premier League and EFL will try and play games as and when they can, which I think is, I, I must say, I think is the sensible approach. I mean, so yesterday morning, there were big discussions in both um, competitions with, with some clubs pushing for circuit breakers. Basically, no one could actually put forward an argument as to what difference that would make. Uh, or, or, or say that if they did that, the situation wouldn't be the same in two weeks' time. Uh, also, there's, a, there's this other side of it where, say, if two teams can actually play, which for the moment is the case with, say, Spurs-Liverpool tomorrow, mm-hmm. why would you postpone a game that, that both teams can play and just add to the fixture pileup? So for the moment, that's going to happen. Now, as we know with this whole situation, events can be taken out of their control. Um but there, from what I've been told, I've been working on this the last few days, there is at least a belief in the Premier League that they've only just put in the new measures this week, or sorry, they're really the old measures, the, 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 like the measures for going around training grounds yes. and where players go. And they're from um, the Project Restart back in March 2020. So there, there is, there's a feeling that a lot of the current outbreaks are from the period just before they implemented this. So while basically it was a free-for-all around training grounds. And that, what we're seeing now is a lag, and that's why there's, there's so many uh, outbreaks. Um, they're, they're also specific to the time of year as well, with it being Christmas, people indoors, all the rest of it. Uh, and also, what I was told is that certainly the EFL, and by extension the Premier League as well, the advice they've got, which is basically, I suppose, um, similar to the advice the government would get, is that this is going to be a, a short, sharp way. So there is at least some quiet confidence or a hope that the situation will start to ease up in the next week or so. But for the moment, it does look farcical. Uh, it looks out of control. Mm. And as we, as we know, the situ- I mean, with, with, with this virus situation, you can just take, take it all out of your hands. But that is how it, la- how it stands at the time. And it's why, even if they have to call off all but two or three games this weekend, the Premier League and EFL, EFL will at present persist without a circuit break. They want to keep the show on the road. OK, well, the EFL have told us it's 25% of players uh, are not vaccinated. What, in your view, is the reaction to Jorgen Klopp, who's making it quite clear everybody should be vaccinated and players clearly don't want to be? What, what's your view of the reaction to Klopp? Well, I mean, from, from a lot of English society, not all, it should be said, given the vaccination numbers in general, uh, I think he's seen as one of the few moral voices in football at the moment. And I do find that actually... I find the discussion with, around football bizarre. And he, he, a, lot of, a lot of managers seem also reluctant. They keep pushing this kind of personal choice line and are reluctant to kind of say that it's any sort of moral duty. Klopp is the only one putting his head above the parapet in that regard. I, and I think it's to his credit. Um, Liverpool are also one of a few clubs, including Brentford and Leeds, with uh, quite high vaccination rates. From, from speaking to a lot of people around football, there's a lot of frustration around this that basically messages about vaccinations are getting true. And I know, I know there's arguments that, well, f- footballers, their, their age group, 18 to 35-year-olds, more or less, uh, just reflects 
vaccination rates in that group across society. But there is a difference given that um, footballers basically have access to top-class medical expertise every day. And that's why we're seeing pick-up at, at some clubs. But if, like, uh, to be honest, I mean, any journalist around here probably tell you the same. We're also hearing some absolutely mad stories about some of the theories going around dressing rooms. There's, there's two in particular that I've heard that, that have been shared among players' WhatsApp groups. One is about, obviously, the situation with cardiac arrests among footballers. And a lot of them, I've been told, have been referring Christian Eriksen. Now, that's despite the fact the Inter Milan doctor went on record and said Eriksen wasn't vaccinated at the time of that tragic incident mm-hmm. in the summer. Uh, the other one, the other theory that goes around a lot is about virility, that um, that the vaccine affects your virility, which, again, we, we, we know to be nonsense. <laughs> and not just nonsense, but it's, a, it's basically a, a demented conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, but, but this is some of the stuff going around, and it has had an effect, and it seems to be offering a counterbalance to the the really the top class medical opinion that these clubs have. There, there is probably another side of it as well, which I think where you know for for where it's it's not quite as extreme as that. But basically, p- players see their their bodies as you know their basically their, their livelihoods, mm-hmm. and there's a reluctance to put anything foreign into it. But even then, that that becomes. That 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 can even that the logic of that can only be taken so far, given all the advice they're privy to, and and also given some would say, like say, players are perfectly willing to stock up on caffeine these days before games and all the rest of it. So it doesn't stack up. And I, I mean, if, if you talk to a lot of medical staff in the Premier League now, some of them are pretty frustrated at that vaccine situation. And and and, and, and there's I think I don't think it's you can't really deny it's feeding into the current situation, or at least it's making it more problematic. Because one of the reasons is. It, it, whatever about uh, someone contracting the virus or not, there's also the, the there's also the issue. If the player is unvaccinated by government rules. They still have to isolate for ten days if they come into close contact with someone. Whereas that's, obviously that's not the case for vaccinated people now. So that means, well, I mean, we we don't know this, but you, you can only assume it's absolutely the case given the numbers that players out for some games could potentially be they don't they don't they haven't actually had a positive test, but they are a close contact, which is going to happen in dressing rooms under the recent measures. And that puts them out of the game as well. Well, well, it's not it's not going to be easy. And I'm seeing on screen that in America, the NFL, NHL, NBA, they're all calling off games as well. So this this looks like it could it could be global and an issue for a while. Listen, Miguel, thank you so much for talking to us. It'll be fascinating to watch what happens on Monday when they meet to discuss it further. Thanks a million for joining us, Miguel. No problem, Des.